Today, how do chatbots affect your brand's stock price? LinkedIn plans to drop polls from its feed. TikTok's new tab might decrease your reach. Cameo lays off 25% of its staff. And the argument for ignoring complaints on Twitter. It's Friday, May 6th. I'm Todd Maffin. Here's what you missed today in digital marketing. We consumers are fickle. We expect the products to be perfect and customer service to be fast and precise. Problem is, people are sometimes neither of those two. So little surprise that many brands have turned to chatbots to supplement, or in some cases, completely replace their human customer service team. Take Aflac, which famously has a duck as a mascot. A couple of years ago, it introduced DuckChat, an AI bot on Facebook Messenger that would help enroll customers. Or Bank of America, that made a chatbot named Erica and set her to work in its mobile app, helping customers with basic banking tasks. There's Levi's, Virtual Stylist, a bot inside Facebook Messenger. Hell, there's even LubeChat, which no, not what you're thinking. This is actually a B2B chatbot from Shell, which helps share product information for customers of its industrial lubricants. And while a lot of research has gone into how consumers react to chatbot conversations, there hasn't been a lot of study into how the bots make people feel about the company itself. People like investors in the company. That's what Darima Fotheringham set out to discover. She is co-author of a research study called The Effect of Implementing Chatbot Customer Service on Stock Returns, which was published recently in the Journal of the Academy of Marketing Science. More importantly, though, Darima also defended her PhD dissertation just a couple of weeks ago. So I'm pleased to say welcome, Dr. Fotheringham. Thank you, Todd. So you measured how investors reacted when a company announced that they'd start using chatbots. What did you find? So we saw a positive bump in stock option price on the day of the event announcement. Investors did see the value that the chatbots could provide to customers and uh, responded with their purchasing power. Was there any difference between B2C brands and B2B brands? Yeah, I'm glad you asked. Because that was one of the questions that me and my co-author also looked into. And what we found was that this positive bump was especially um, especially significant for B2B companies. And as we know, B2B companies are often lagging behind in digital customer experience compared to B2C companies. So these chatbots did provide a really good bump for B2B companies, showing that investors saw the opportunity of potent, uh, opportunity of increasing customer experience for B2B customers. And uh, we saw the that reflected positively in the stock price of these companies. But there was an exception, though, in your research, was there not when, when those chatbots in B2B brands became more human-like, they were anthropomorphized, to use sort of a more clinical term, that the more human a bot was, the less investors liked its use in B2B brands specifically. Did that surprise you? Well, if you think about the differences between B2B and B2C customers, B2B customers are busy people, and they really prioritize functionality, effectiveness, efficiencies over all these bells and whistles of adding these anthropomorphic features, adding names and um, sprinkling some personality features. I know some companies were even hiring comics to write jokes for for their chatbots. But for B2B customers, all they're interested in is the efficiencies. 
did you study the market reaction to how chatbots were rolled out? I'm thinking like companies that just started the bots up on day one versus those that may have started with a small beta pool of customers. Yes. And what we found was that a soft launch, a beta launch with a segment of customers was much more positively received by investors. So investors really valued a more measured approach to implementing such novel technology. Well, it's certainly interesting research. I'm delighted you could share it with us. Thank you for your time. Oh, you're welcome. It was a pleasure talking to you. Darima Fotheringham is an assistant professor at Texas Tech University. She joined me from her office in Phoenix, Arizona. So you want to engage with your LinkedIn audience? Do not post a poll. LinkedIn members have apparently had enough. The professional network announcing today it is changing its feed algorithm to provide users with a more personalized and content-relevant experience. To start, the algorithm update will reduce the reach of engagement baiting posts, which it refers to as low-quality content. As a result, any content that asks or encourages users to engage with content like likes or reactions will be downgraded. LinkedIn says this content could be misleading and frustrating and that instead it will be focusing on promoting reliable, credible, and authentic content. This also includes downgrading polls. LinkedIn says it's, quote, heard feedback that there are too many polls in the feed, unquote, and as a result it will only be showing polls that are helpful and relevant. Next, the algorithm will show more targeted activity from your own network. And finally, the update is striking down political content by giving its users the option to opt out of that content. The platform is testing a feature where the posts will have an I don't want to see this option. In an update that is almost as annoying as when Instagram replaced its notifications tab with the shopping tab, TikTok is replacing its discover tab with a new friends tab. Friends, by the way, in TikTok's world is when you follow someone and they follow you as well. The company has confirmed that the test is being expanded to more users. I got it yesterday. Apart from having to adjust to a new interface, though, how will this change affect brands? It could mean that if users stay specifically to that tab, they will see less of your brand's content. Also, that content will be harder to discover since they are removing the Discover tab. In addition to users finding your brand account, that tab was actually pretty helpful to learn what was trending on the app. Cameo, the platform that allows fans to buy personalized videos from celebrity, has laid off roughly one quarter of its staff. This comes about 24 hours after Snapchat announced a Snap and Cameo advertiser program at its New Friends presentation. The platform CEO confirmed the layoffs in a tweet. Quote, today has been a brutal day at the office. I made the painful decision to let go 87 beloved members of the Cameo Famio. If you're looking to hire hungry, humble, smart, kind, curious learning machines who love to win and you see Cameo on their resume, look no further, unquote. TechCrunch reports the layoffs affected all teams within the company, including the senior VP of marketing, the chief product officer and the chief technology officer. Quoting the CEO again, to support both fan and talent demand during the pandemic lockdowns, Cameo's headcount exploded from just over 100 to nearly 400. We hired a lot of people quickly and market conditions have rapidly changed since then. Accordingly, we have right-sized the business to reflect the new realities. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. 
No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Well, here's a potential ad buy you probably don't have in your marketing budget. Gas pumps. During its New Friends presentation, retail digital display company GSTV claimed a reach of 105 million people across the U.S., almost entirely through advertisements at gas stations. This according to Adweek. That's four out of ten adults in the country, and the average consumer pumps three times a month. The company says this equates to each customer spending 15 minutes every month viewing its displays. If you're worried about your brand safety and your ad showing up alongside unsettling gas prices... A recent partnership with Insights company Affinity found that it is 50% more effective than digital video for campaigns like consumer packaged goods. The partnership with Live Nation Entertainment was also displayed at Shell gas stations with a spotlight of a music artist. According to the artist, within two months, Spotify listenership nearly tripled. Social media have brought brands some great things, increased awareness, sales, and a direct communication channel with their customers. But that latter benefit is sometimes a curse, because when things go wrong, customers are happy to use that channel to complain, sometimes fiercely. The going wisdom, of course, has been for brands under fire to respond, to reply to comments and reviews, thanking the customer for feedback, explaining policy rationale, or sometimes apologizing. But is that the right approach? Are we then publicizing a problem that other customers might not have even known about? That's what Ali Golmulhadi set out to study. He is an assistant professor of marketing at the University of North Carolina at Charlotte. He and his colleagues recently published a study called Complaint Publicization in Social Media. I spoke with him earlier this week, and he mentioned that he decided to study this after seeing someone complain on Twitter about a brand that sold picture-hanging adhesive tabs. When the brand responded to that complaint... The complaint, along with the firm's response, appeared or or, uh, were basically moved to the Twitter page of the brand, and it was co-located with a tweet that promoted basically product on, on that specific aspect. On Twitter, when you post a tweet, let's say you complain about a brand, only your followers would be exposed to that complaint tweet, which I don't know, for an average person, it could be less than 1,000 individuals. But as soon as the brand responds to that complaint, the complaint along with the brand's response would be posted, would appear on the Twitter handle of the brand. For large brands, it could be potential uh, uh, 
public exposure or visibility to more than like millions of potential audience. We call this phenomena firm-induced complaint publicity. Basically, firm, by responding to the complaint, and advertently basically increases the visibility, if you will, of the complaint. Our full conversation went into detail on exactly how to reply to negative feedback, specifically on Twitter, and whether you should use a separate Twitter account for your brand just to handle customer feedback. And lots more topics we covered. That full interview is coming tomorrow exclusively to the premium feed. You can sign up by going to todayindigital.com slash premium feed. There's also a link in the episode notes. Sign up today to get 50% off your first month. That's todayindigital.com slash premium feed. And finally, Elon Musk's $44 billion takeover of Twitter is currently under review by the FTC. Following concerns about the acquisition's impact on, wait for it, free speech. The U.S. Federal Trade Commission will decide in the next month whether it will pursue an in-depth antitrust investigation. This news coming from Bloomberg. This would delay the closing by months and could trigger even more uncertainty in Twitter's ad business. The FTC declined to comment on the matter. For his part, Musk has not responded to requests for comment, and he hasn't tweeted about it yet. Today, apparently, is the day. I know, I'm talking about this forever. The hot tub, yes. Today, apparently, we are getting the official letter from the senior engineer. We had the deck work done. We had it reinforced. We had the junior engineer come and sign off on everything. We've been waiting a week, more than a week, for this junior engineer to get it on the desk of the senior engineer who can sign off on it. And finally, I will have a piece of paper in my hands that says, if this deck collapses under the weight of the hot tub... I can sue someone. That's basically what I'm looking for, essentially. (laughs) So hopefully, end of the day, you'll know if you'll follow my Twitter, because that will be all I am talking about. And my Twitter account is at Todd Mathen. Also, if you've got something you want to get out to the thousands of people who listen each day, I will read your classified ad right here. It's just 20 bucks. You can book it online. Link in the show notes. Today in Digital Marketing is produced by Engage Q Digital on the traditional territories of the Sunamic First Nation on Vancouver Island in Canada. Our associate producer is Steph Gunn. Production coordination by Sarah Guild. Podcast music licensing by Source Audio. Ad coordination by Red Circle. And our theme composer, Mark Blevis, he is one of my closest friends. But even he's feeling the hard sting of aging. The other day he walks down the street. He says, why am I soft in the middle now? Why am I soft in the middle? The rest of my life is so hard. I'm Todd Maffin. Have a restful weekend. I'll see you on Monday. All you need is a friend. All you need is a friend. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.